Psst. Hey folks, it's me, Andy, and Jane is here too. Hi, 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 hi. We've got Andy, some great news about merch. We've found a load of old and retired uh, items and they're ready. They're back in the store, uh, ready for you to get your purchase on. We have Can- Corazon's Cannon Smoke Dice. Yeah. There's those great dice. We got maps, we got shirts, we got all kinds of classic vintage Oxventure and outside Xbox and outside extra goodies restocked in the store. That's at store.outsidexbox.com. You should go check those out for the elusive goodies that maybe you missed the first time around. You won't believe these bargains, folks. Head on over to store.outsidexbox.com for all the stuff you thought you'd missed forever. It's back and waiting for you. Have you ever played out a conversation in your head? Or thought about how you'd start your own cult? Or wondered what board game you'd recommend to avert an extraterrestrial calamity? Me too! I'm Ben from the Yoxcast, and I've heard you like podcasts. So... Join us on the Chance Encounters podcast, the weekly podcast where guests pitch absurd and abstract scenarios that call for a board game recommendation. I've teamed up with Chance Encounters to put their years of expert board game knowledge to the test, bringing you the best down-to-earth recommendations for those out-of-this-world scenarios. So what are you waiting for? Check out the Chance Encounters podcast on your favourite podcast service today. Hello everyone and welcome to the Oxventure podcast. It's a D&D podcast where we listen to old episodes of the Oxventure actual play Dungeons and Dragons show. I'm Andy Farrant, I play Corazon de Bain, the human pirate rogue, and I'm joined today by Luke Westaway. Hello, who plays Dob the Half-Orc Bard. Usually they're not old episodes, Andy, they're vintage classics from aged, the archives, you know. Aged to perfection. Yeah, exactly, yeah. They... Yeah, they've acquired the mould that imparts the flavour. Yes, when we first did them... Very bad, unwatchable, unlistenable. Basically, but now, yeah, like raw milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now we have a fine Stilton of an episode. Exactly. Well, we've got a real stinker here. <laughs> Shot through with veins of <laughs> comedy <laughs> and flecked with the the bluish mold of mm. uh, emotion, salt and crystals story. of role play. Yeah, it's yep. all it's all there. This is premium stuff, folks. Yep. So, so uh, grab your quints. And <laughs> what is the quince in this analogy? Uh, well, I don't know. Um, I guess a willingness to listen. That's what the viewers bringing. Right. Yeah. Uh, unless you mean your quince, like your uh, your five identical. Things. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah so okay. grab your quintuplets. <laughs> <laughs> grab and your... bring them along. Look, you've got quintuplets. You're very much a captive audience. Your life is a living hell. Yeah. Um, the, you may they, as well listen you, to the D&D you podcast. You may as well, yeah. If the, if the quintuplets like the Oxventure podcast, you don't need our, you don't need convincing to, to get it on. If, 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 if it's passing their time. So Luke, what have you been up to this week? Have you been playing any video games? Yeah, I've been playing the Ace Attorney Chronicles. I know you have as well. I have. How are you finding it? Oh, I, I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm, I'm crawling through it. I'm getting through it exceptionally slowly. But I would say that I think the first two cases are the meatiest opening cases that I can remember hmm. in the Ace Attorney series. Normally, you know, you sort of fire out the first one very quickly. It's like, yep, time difference in it. Bam. Yeah. Innocent. Uh, this man is right handed. Yep. Innocent. Bam. Yeah. Innocent. Bam. Yeah. I'm looking forward to making it to the third case where I understand things do open out a little bit. But but at the same time, I'm enjoying the great value that I'm getting from the game. It's hard to complain about, uh, uh, you know, it taking a long time to get to the, the really meaty cases when the when the smaller opening cases are still a lot of fun. It's two 
games as well, which I don't think is yeah. something that I realized. It's uh, yeah. they've bundled together two separate games that were released in Japan. So mm-hmm. there's there's loads. Yeah, this there's is going to be me till Christmas do. and probably beyond. Um, so I am on the fourth case currently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the third case is where it really becomes a proper like Ace Attorney. Yeah. So there's a bit of there's a bit of trial stuff in the first case yeah, yeah which yeah, is yeah. you know which is is fine but it's all very tutorially the third case is where you really get to go to a court and you meet the new prosecutor and obviously prosecutors in ace attorney games are always amazing yes um and yeah it's got some some cool new stuff in there there's a jury mechanic now which they've never had before where That's you have a, a jury of people that you have to convince of your case and uh the way you do that is they'll they'll be sort of leaning towards guilty and you have to find uh jury statements that contradict each other and then you can pit two jurors against each other and they'll they'll realize that what they believe contradicts each other so they can't both be right and then they uh well that's well i can't pass judgment now i have to go back to that sounds great and that's i wasn't too into the spirit of justice um sort of bonus mechanics most of these games have like a bonus mechanic don't they yeah um yeah. where you have like a magic necklace that can read people's thoughts <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff yeah <laughs> yeah um this is an ace attorney podcast now sorry yeah. quince yes <laughs> yeah, so, so they're bawling their eyes out <laughs> the kid, they're kicking all off. five of them are going all right well yes uh, ace attorney is good um yeah i watched the first episode i know you did as well of the uh the marvel what if show that's on disney plus now yeah which yep, i think yep. is an it kind of an interesting concept so in this one it's like an alternate reality where um peggy carter gets the captain america treatment rather than steve rogers yeah uh, what do you think of the first episode well i mean without wanting to give too much away uh although i mean i don't know i mean do you yeah i won't give too much away just in mm. case you are super super hyped for disney plus what if <laughs> to it anyway but um uh, I think the premise is good and fine. I love Peggy Carter. I thought mm-hmm. her series was great and cancelled too soon. Um, and I really enjoy her as a character. I thought it was cool that they got the actor back. Um, uh, the only reservation I had, and again, without wanting to give too much away, the premise of it is, what if Peggy Carter became Captain America and not Steve yep. Rogers? I would say there is an awful lot of Steve Rogers content <laughs> and yep. screen time. Bearing in mind at this point, he's the kind of weedy Steve Rogers who, whose story like yeah. begins Captain America. He's, he's, he does he's, hang around a lot. Like they're, they're he, like, yeah. Steve, why are you why are you still here, Steve? You know, we don't well, need you anymore, in, really. Yeah, the thing in Captain America is it's like yes, he has a he has a pure heart of gold, uh, the pure heart of a true true war champion or whatever. So yeah, they're like, okay, well, we'll we'll take this we'll take this person who knows adversity and we'll make him into Captain America. But then when that doesn't work out. Why keep him around? Because he was a crucial ingredient. He was going to become Captain America. That was yeah. the point of him. And when he can't be Captain <laughs> America, he should be given a, a, a commemorative watch and sent home and not heard from again. But he yeah. hangs around, stealing maybe the limelight he, um, from Peggy. Maybe he makes really good coffee. I don't know. And they're like, oh, we just can't get... He can't grind the beans properly. We need to keep Steve around. Yeah, because... <laughs> yeah. Steve, mocha. Yeah, if it was... <laughs> If it was more people barking orders at Steve Rogers, yeah, go get what coffee, I... go get sushi for the team, and he's just meekly <laughs> being like, okay, well, if it's for the war effort. That would make sense. What, um, what I will say is it's, it's 33 minutes long. There's about three minutes of actual plot and 30 minutes of Peggy Carter just absolutely owning 
everyone with her fists and feet and shield, yeah. which yeah. Yeah. is which I, I am all for. It's got some really spectacular action sequences. So yeah. I'd yeah, check it out. Why not? I enjoyed it. And uh, the only problem is that there isn't a there isn't an equivalent to the first Captain America movie uh, show tunes section. Uh, you know, Star Spangled Man with a plan. Oh, where which, he goes on the USO tour. Yeah, which is the best yeah, bit yeah. of the film because there's a hmm. full musical number, and I think it it's <laughs> uh, it's a sort of moral cowardice that they didn't <laughs> that they didn't write and choreograph a full animated uh, equivalent musical number for just Peggy to, Carter. That, that could just you know, to be clear, yeah. is your perfect Captain America movie one that focuses entirely on his time in the USO <laughs> touring show? I do think that'd be really good. That's just, that's the what if I want to see. What if right. he never? left the USO what if he never decided to go rescue Bucky Barnes from behind enemy yeah. lines and what if he you know just stayed on the yeah. show tune circuit raising... and then went into went into the pictures yeah yeah exactly became a became a song and dance man on into Broadway the talkies at which point it becomes either the movie the artist or I guess singing in the rain yeah yeah that would be or, yeah. yeah that would suit me down yeah, to the I ground could, yeah I could I could see that that yeah. being that being popular a cornerstone of the MCU if you yeah. will yeah. um also this week what's quite exciting is that Prudence Jane's character in the Oxventure the tiefling warlock has been added to idle champions of the forgotten realms yeah which is, they uh, actually put an Oxventurer in a game yeah and we talk actual... about Ace Attorney and <laughs> Steve <laughs> Rogers for two... wait it's an actually a, like a f- official, officially attached to the Dungeons and Dragons uh, brand. This game, Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Yeah, and they've they've added Prudence. There's a blog post on uh, Codename Entertainment's website about uh, about the Prudence update. I will put a link in the description of this episode so you can check it out. But um, what is great about this is that the people who make Idol Champions worked actually really closely with Jane to yeah. plan out the character. And like all of her powers, all of her equipment, uh, all of the flavor text and stuff. Jane was involved in all of that. So it's really kind of an accurate and faithful recreation of Prudence in in this game. Yeah. Um, so do do check that out. And if you are a player of Idle Champions or you do fancy checking it out, um, yeah, download it and have a look because uh, Prudence is in it. You can be Prudence. Go and around f- killing gnolls. Yeah. And for those who don't know, it's one of those uh, games where you watch pretty things happen. And all mm. the numbers go up, and you can watch Prudence march very, very determinedly from across left, the screen, left to right. You yeah. can tap on enemies, yeah. and they'll and they'll die, and they'll die because of, because of you and Prudence yeah. working together as a team. <laughs> but they've got some um, some really cool like little character things, like um, Prudence. She's got this. Uh, she gets a buff when she kills enemies in front of good good aligned team members because uh, she enjoys how much it upsets them. That, oh, <laughs> so, well, that's, that's lovely. Yeah, so stuff like that. A very, very nice cool. touch. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's that's happening right now. And uh, Corazon is coming to Idol Champions too. That he'll be the next character to drop. That will be uh, f- for a little while, but uh, that's on the way. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I can't wait to see what powers Corazon has. Yeah, well, showboating and such. I would imagine that's when he shows you his boat. Yeah, <laughs> so. <laughs> show, show. Corazon, Corazon showboating again. Move, showboating. <laughs> yes. This yeah. is the prow. This is the mast. Yeah, I'm very proud of the prow. This is the anchor. You can see. Yeah, this is one <laughs> hell of a hull and so forth. <laughs> uh, so today, Luke, we're going to be listening to part one of Watch Out, which was your dungeon mastering debut. Yeah, that's right. Or is that the first is that ever correct? bit of dungeon mastering? Yeah. Evs. So it's been split into three parts because it was an unnaturally long um, episode. Yeah. Uh, so well, it was my first go. Running the time is really hard. 
turns out. <laughs> but it's that's good. It means we get three episodes out of it. Yeah, yeah. And people yeah. can enjoy the great story. But um this was your was this your first time ever DMing? Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, from memory. Well, um I, I talked it through I, I was I was tutored by Johnny. Uh, and in fact, you can you can watch that process happening. There are three episodes on uh, Dicebreaker of basically uh, Johnny. Um, yeah, they they kind of they kind of took you under their wing, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, imparted um, their their hard won DMing knowledge to you. Exactly, which I really um, appreciated because it's it's such valuable stuff. And actually, that go that didn't go anything like um, I thought it would. Oh, why is that? Uh do you know I I sort of imagined that when Johnny agreed to teach me DMing Dungeons and Dragons, that they would talk more about the Dungeons and Dragons rules. But it wasn't any right. of it wasn't any of that. It was very much an attitude of you can learn the rules. Anyone can learn the rules to Dungeons and Dragons. I'm going to teach you the the overarching DMing techniques that you could apply to any game, which actually was much more valuable. But it did mean that uh, between Johnny tutoring me, I had to go away and do an immense amount of rules learning. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say. So you're saying you don't need to learn the rules at all? This is great. No, you great absolutely news. do. You oh. do. Like you, I, I think yeah. I just basically trawled my way through the first half of the uh, player's guide and the dungeon master's guide. Like, if you've played Dungeons and Dragons, it's a lot easier because. But like, just just knowing quickly offhand thing like it's it's actually it's a really complicated game (laughs) it's like it is yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty tough there's so many different rules for everything and just attacks just the kind of nitty-gritty of combat ranged spells versus melee attacks and and you know uh and stuff like that and it's all it's all explained but you have to you have to know how to look but yeah uh (sighs) johnny didn't teach me any of that there were they, they were much more like uh you know here's how you create a story here's how you um uh, you know, here's how you manage uh, moments where you don't know what's going to happen and you have to think on your feet. It was really good. Um, it was really good tuition. Did uh, did Johnny have any specific um, warnings about the rest of the Oxventurers or the sort of things that we do that you need to be prepared for? <laughs> um, no, they didn't. I think it was... I don't think there were any specific warnings. I think there was a general sort of expect the unexpected i did have a backup in fact i've so for this podcast i've pulled up my um google doc that i made for uh um you know for, for planning the session basically uh which in the johnny mold uh is quite light uh is very very heavy on the, the opening couple of minutes uh and then beyond that it's just kind of bullet points like roughly they go here here's this character and then some like stats for enemies that I knew wanted to be in it, like, um, well, I mean, I shouldn't say, should I? Because that, that'll well, that'll, spoilers, yeah, coming we'll to later episodes. It, um... Um, but I did have, and I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure it's fine for me to read this now. Uh, I did have a backup plot uh, if everyone was misbehaving, <laughs> um, <laughs> right, okay, basically. So the the as you'll hear the um, the adventure opens in a in a, a tavern and. Um, and you know quickly some some things start to happen that uh, that that hopefully get the oxventurers hooked into going of their own volition to investigate um some mysterious goings on um but if that wasn't 
uh you know basically if everyone started misbehaving from the off or like if i was thinking like maybe someone would be like all right i set fire to the tavern you know just to testing testing the fences for weaknesses you know like the velociraptors you all are extraordinarily cruel on your first time dming for us to act completely out of character in the way we've ever acted well i don't know no but you might not have set fire to the tavern but you might have like this luke he's got ideas above his station let's show him his (laughs) boss let's burn down the tavern I mean, as I remember, one of the very first things that's happened is you say, I grab Dobbs' magic hammer and summon 60 skeletons. Oh, yeah. I only did that because I wanted to hear you do the skeleton voice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it was a missed opportunity. I was, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I should have leaned into it. But but that was, I was like, no, no, don't have a plan. Shut it down. I should have rolled with that a bit better. But anyway, the backup plan, the backup plan was basically I I had a sort of alternate setup where you all immediately are thrown in jail. Uh, and it would be a kind of... If you were like, oh, no, I didn't want... I sort of... The the barmaid is is is, is talking sassily to me, so I throw some rum against the wall and it catches fire and now the tavern's on fire or something. If, if things were getting out of there. hand, right. my plan was to go, all right, flash two, you're all in prison. <laughs> and, and then you would be in a sort of impenetrable holding cells. And uh, I had some like NPCs who basically it would be a shoe, um, the character Shoelacy, who sort of will appear yeah. in this episode, would have been a police captain and would have uh, come right, up to, right, to right. the jail and have been like, I'll, own, I'll, I'll grant your parole if you help me recover this ah, item. Okay. So yeah, it was sense. a kind of, it was a sort of alternate if yeah. no one's playing along, we can do this from jail, <laughs> which, <laughs> which now, which now I think about it, yeah. possibly doesn't feel like quite in the spirit of collaborative storytelling. You get thrown in a jail, and the jail cell is on wheels, and it rolls past all the scenes that I want to happen. <laughs> yeah, you you are unable to interact, you just, but you can watch the story play out. Yeah. It's basically Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like okay, you've you've, you've yeah. failed to behave. I'm taking away. <laughs> I'm taking away privileges. free will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I think, yeah. if I was doing it now, I wouldn't have. Oh, I, I mean, I. I think it's always good to have the smash cut to you're in jail, uh, thing in your back pocket for kind of getting things back on track. But um, yeah. I mean, I didn't need it. Obviously, everyone was very relatively well behaved. Has it ever happened in Blades in the Dark? I can't remember. It's interesting. Uh, like, it's interesting to, to look at this Google Doc and compare it to my blades in the dark plans because um here there is like much more in this ox venture watch out document there's a lot more sort of um descriptions of locations it's like here's the room here's what's on the walls and stuff like that right Uh, and actually it turned out that that's the stuff that was much easier to kind of bring to mind in a pinch um in the uh in the blades in the dark plots there's a lot more sort of character stuff npc stuff it's like this is their name this is their job here's a few bullet points of their personality um and 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 also in the adventure one a lot more notes on enemies you know like this is the because you hack it's so easy in blaze in the dark to do a fight like yeah you don't don't have to know hit points or stats or anything Yeah, yeah yeah um but here i've got like okay here's their armor classes is the spell check special abilities yeah, that yeah, trigger under certain DC conditions or, yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah um one of the great advantages of doing this and recording it all is that i don't need to make a note of what happened because it's ah, it's yeah. recorded like uh yeah i um a, a campaign that i'm dming 
um you know off offline uh, at the end i have to kind of go through and bullet point what happened this happened what was everyone's name what was the name of that urchin they drowned or so you know (laughs) (laughs) oh drowny joe (laughs) yeah drowny (laughs) sweet little drowny joe sweet little drowny joe (laughs) oh bless him Yeah, yeah um all right well we're about to listen to part one of watch out uh as dm'd um by luke westaway and uh from the vaults of his mind palace luke is there anything you'd like to uh let people know or tell people before they listen to this um well oh okay here's something you should know it was a punishingly hot day if you go back and watch the footage i am sweating like anything mm. you know um yeah. so that all i can you hear the sweat i is think sweat audible well you won't be able to hear the sweat but i think i think it will add an extra dimension to the listen if you just know it's mm. so hot i'm so like, stressed Luke but, sounds yeah. sweaty, but it's not because he thinks he's doing a bad job at DMing. It's because it's it's hot. It was partially so that. The, I'm okay. sweaty in body and mind in what you're about to hear, I would say. And demeanour. Listen to yeah, my sweaty personality. All right. Well, <laughs> with those words ringing in your ears to carry you in, let's listen to part one of Watch Out. Everybody, hi and welcome, and welcome along to a- another D and D Ox venture. Hey. Uh, hello, hi. everyone. Say hi. Hi, hello, hi everyone. I am Corazon de Baena, the human pirate rogue leader of the Ox Ventures Guild and slayer of the Dragon Man Egbert. <laughs> <laughs> I agreed to none of the above, um, and I am Prudence, your summer warlock, um, friendly local practitioner of the dark arts. Summer warlock. Mm. A summer and, uh, warlock. Oh, it's super summer, Warlock. Swallock. I am Merylwyn, the Wood Elf Druid. Uh, and oh. for today only, I am literally everyone else in the world because today uh, I am DMing this Ox Venture. If you've been following along on a series of videos on Dicebreaker, Johnny Chiadini, our uh, regular DM, has been tutorializing me in the Mystic Arts the dark practices uh, of GMing. And it, uh, he basically set me this as a kind of sink or swim homework. What can I say? He's a very cruel tutor. Cool. Love swim, to participate swim, in other people's swim, homework. Swim. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you are all helping me with my homework. So thank you very much. Uh, and thank you everyone for joining along. Um, who's ready to begin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess. Okay. <laughs> well, I see no reason to delay. Okay. Um, our adventure begins in the town of Ransom. It is about a day's ride from Suzette. You will remember that you uh, left the unconscious Egbert uh, with Down Suzette. Well. Oh, no, with Suzette. You're right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, so we've already done the handover. We've we've delivered Egbert unto Suzette. The handover has been done a few okay. days ago. Okay. Dob's sister Suzette, or just someone called Suzette who was closer? Um, you had to go to a, a different Suzette first. But then right. she happened to know the real ah, Suzette great, because they're great. all in a group. They have Excellent. like a, they have like a uh, meetups. Um, so <laughs> they said they sent you to the to the right Suzette. Um, yes. You left uh, Egbert with Suzette. Um, that was a few days ago. But if you'll remember, Suzette's little um, cabin in the woods thing is not very large, and she was getting kind of sick of everyone 
uh, crowding in on her space. So she booted you all out unceremoniously. Uh, Dob elected to uh, stay there because there was room for him and he wanted to spend some quality time with the family. Um, We know when we're not wanted. (laughs) That's fine. We're your real family, Dob. Yeah. No, uh, Dob can't hear you because uh, while Dob, Dob cast chose... message, cast message and tell him. <laughs> I cast message. Okay. Oh, wait, what's um, the range on message? Hang on. Yeah, tell me what the range on message is. The range on message is 120 feet. Are we 120 feet away from Dob? I'm afraid not. You're a little okay. further, but I tell you what, roll Dang me a d20 it. anyway, and let's be right, and okay. be lucky. I try for a really long distance message. Okay. Very expensive. It's 16. 16. 16. Okay. Um, you fire the message out. Uh, yeah. It hits a guy called Bob who's about five miles away. No. Um, and he is thrilled to learn that you're his real family. Um, forever he will be trying to find you. Cousin Bob. <laughs> Sweet okay, Bob. we've got a new cousin. That's the best outcome for that role. Okay. Um, so you've been booted out by Suzette, which means that you find yourself about uh, a couple of days ride from Suzette's cabin in the nearest town, which is Ransom. It's a pretty well-to-do town. Uh, it's got things like two-story buildings and... Whoa! Yeah, get, get vertigo. You're too good for us, town. Yeah. Two stories too two good. Two-story buildings. Let's go up and spit on people. <laughs> um, you, there are uh, paved streets, some indoor toilets. It's a pretty incredible what? place. Uh, yeah, God. quite a classy town. Um, what a time to be alive. It's a nice place, and yeah. you're sure that you could have a nice time there if only you hadn't finished your last escapade with exactly zero gold, having spent it all on new did, weapons. Did we agree on that? I'm not sure if we agreed that we spent all our all our money. Wait, let me check. Uh, yeah, it was all gone. Um, <laughs> which is why we find you here sipping on tap water in a tavern called Ooh. the Curator's Quill. It is empty apart from you, it is the middle of the day, and you're drinking your tap water. Tappy. This is outrageous. I can't believe we have no money. I At can. least this this looks like a pretty well-to-do town. We could probably steal make some money pretty Rob easily or steal you. it even more easily. Yeah. yeah. Guys, can we... Surely, surely there's a quest or something that we can do, like a job. Not yeah, robbery just, is like... a quest. <sighs> It's got I'll a clearly stated her. objective. Ste- okay, Prudence. Yeah, what's the quest, Prudence? Go steal me some money. Love it. All right, cool. Um, so wait, <laughs> I, feel, Egbert... I really feel like we've lost the conscience of this group somehow. Yeah, we're really shedding we members at Egbert... a. Uh, you feel like somehow rate. the moral core is about two days' ride away somehow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, moral core. At least Dob uh, left us some useful stuff. Like I've got the hammer here. I raise the hammer up and I summon the skeletons. skeletons. <laughs> um, all right, I'll tell you what's going to happen. Um, I'm going to roll to see if Dob would have left you that. If it's odd, he did. Uh, if it's even, he didn't. Let's see it. It's even, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, you don't have the hammer, I'm sorry. Oh man, I shouldn't, I should have just let you. Okay, you know what? We're all, we're all on a learning journey. Um, okay, as you're sat debating and uh, like talking amongst yourselves um, about uh, who you should rob blind, okay. uh, the uh, woman who's working behind the bar uh, saunters up. She looks down at your um, glasses of tap water and uh, she asks very pointedly, will you be having any other drinks with us I'll today? I'll another of your delicious tap waters, I don't know, is, any- woman. is anything else free? Nothing else is free. You got any tap french fries? <laughs> Yeah. How about some bread for the table? In fact, we do not. (laughs) Bread for the table is only if one is ordering a meal. Will sir be ordering a meal? We do have meals. Will you have a pie? Uh Uh-huh. What kind of pie? 
We've got beef pie. We've got duck pie. We've got murloc pie. That's very good. That's for court fresh. Okay. Um, we'll yeah. We'll can. There's a, there's a three options, so we can't just decide now. We'll have to mull them over, over this water. She's uh she's you you're not fooling her. Um, she is a, a little displeased, uh, and she turns to walk back to the bar, thinking that you are all horrendous cheapskates. And as she goes, uh, she just catches sight, Corazon, of your uh sword, um, hanging as it is from your hip. Which one? Um, which one do you? Which one is hanging from your hip? Both of them. One on each. Okay, she catches sight of both of them. Um, and, uh, she turns back to you and suddenly her manner seems to have changed. You lot wouldn't happen to be, uh, adventurers, would you, of some kind? Yeah. Well, it depends who's asking. Ah. Uh, if you're a, a cop, you have to say. <laughs> uh, I'm not part of the city guard, if that's what you mean. Yeah. Uh, but I, um, sometimes people, uh, post jobs, if you like, adventurous sorts of jobs. Uh, and I might have one for you, for a, for a bunch of capable sorts. Have you run out of murlocs for the pie? Do you need us to bring you 50 murloc hides? <laughs> if you happen to come across any murloc hides, I would certainly appreciate them. Side quest. We hear you. Yeah, alright. Vital side quest. Um, uh, excuse me, just one second. I'll go, I've, I've, got, I've got this written down somewhere. And she bustles away behind, behind the bar and she starts kind of going through some papers. Aha! She yells and she comes over and she's, she's found it. Uh, she sort of squints at the, page, the paper and then she uh, says... Would, sorry, I, I will have to get my spectacles. And she goes back uh, behind the bar, and she comes back with her spectacles. Oh yeah, there we are. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was a bloke from the museum. He came in here. He's looking for adventurous sorts. Yeah. Uh, hang on. Shall I just skip down to the rewards bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the reward? Uh, it says rewards beyond gold and also gold. Beyond gold and also and gold. gold. Yes, they're bullet pointed. <laughs> the two gold. kinds of reward, yeah. Best of both Beyond worlds. gold. Beyond yeah, okay. gold. Sounds good. We need, well, we need gold for sure. Well, I will yeah. send you his. Oh, hang on. She checks down at the paper again. Ah. Uh. Hmm. Well, uh, that might be an issue. It uh says here that this is a job for minimum four adventurers. All oh, right. No worries then. And just then, there is a knock. At the door. Of a tavern? Of the tavern. Yeah. You don't have to knock to go into a tavern. They're a place of business. Whoever so. is outside must be very polite. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who's there? Um, hey, can I come in the tavern? State your business. Uh, I want to come in the tavern. All right, very good. You clearly know the secret password. <laughs> door is opened. Oh. Who's this now? These work differently above ground. Hello. Um, Will I be getting you a drink? Tap water's off. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'd never touch this stuff. I will have an ale, please. Absolutely, sir. She bows very deeply to this new customer and then shoots you all a sideways glance as she gets off uh, to get this uh, person. Do you, do you have any any pie? Uh, yes. Will you have the Murloc pie? Uh, I will, yes. Caught fresh, all right. She hey, wanders hey, off. Friend, any any room on that tab for us to jump on? <laughs> well, it depends. Sure, I, I would be happy to to stand you a drink if you would be willing to sit with me and, and share in my company. Have Have you heard the good news, sir? Oh no! Oh, have where's have you heard? You need him? <laughs> have you heard the news? What, what Madam, is the good, Have you what, heard what news? 
dwarves. No, dwarves. They're great. Um, he is, by the oh. way, a, a dwarf uh, standing in front of you in kind of like robes like these, um, a long flowing beard, uh, and he's got an absolutely enormous warhammer on his back, uh, the head of which is shaped like an anvil and has a hammer sort of carved into the top. It's weirdly meta. It kind of hurts to look at it, but you try not to think about it too much. At this point, the barmaid uh, b- pops her head out from uh, from behind the swing doors behind the bar. Cook says he needs a name for the order. Oh, Hengist. Hengist. All right. She's gone again. H-E-N-G-I-S-T. What? Hengist. Hengist. Old dwarven drinking song. <laughs> it's... Cool. Guys, he's got one of those new hammer hammers that everyone's been talking about. The ones with the hammer, hammer on hammer, it. Really the hammering cool. hammer. It's yeah. pretty good. Top of the line. All right. I hear. Okay. We should rob him. What? 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 Who said no. that? Oh. Of course. Hey. I see you're looking at the hammer hammer. Yes. Yeah. It's the, is that the new uh, 2000s X model? No, oh, no. This is a couple of centuries older than that. Oh, okay. um, still, Antique. it means a lot of people try and mug me as I go about my, my business, but it's all worth it in... Uh, in service to to lovely Moradin, yeah, got, they're just great. Love that Moradin. Uh, so, what brings you to um, Ransom? That is the name of the town that we're in. Well, like I say, I'm 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 preaching the good word. See, Moradin, he was the first dwarf, and oh, he was a great dwarf. And uh, in service to him, I basically go around trying to be the best dwarf I can be and prove that dwarves are good. So, uh, really, I, I, I mean, I've offered to stand you a drink, but I did have a bit of an agenda. I you hope you'll forgive me. Dwarves are good. All right, well, list the, list the ten best things about dwarves. Um, we are industrious. In One. Uh, we do not have to duck for many things. That's two. Uh, we enjoy a nice ale. Okay, I'm not sure if that's exclusive to dwarves, but... At this point, I mean, the barmaid comes bustling out again. Uh, she has a pie and she puts it down in front of Hengist and says, Mr. Heng, 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 Hengi? What was it? That'll do. Yeah, yeah, Hengist. But Mr. Yeah. Hengi, uh, your Hengist pie. Woman, Hengist. And, uh, he- Hengist? And I do hope you enjoy. Uh, he, uh, Wait a puts... minute, Hengi, you don't have a bus, do you? What's <laughs> <laughs> a bus? Okay, good. That's just checking. I have to check a lot these days. Screening process. Yeah, screening process. The pie is put down in front of you, Hengist, and uh, she looks at these. Uh, she shoots everyone else another unfavorable glance. You know, you don't have to. Uh, I can move your tables if you would rather uh, eat privately, no, no, no. sir. No, these are friends of mine. Um, yeah. I would like That's to right. stand a, a drink for these fine people. Uh, yeah, they would. Who, of course, are, are called. Um, Meryl Wen. Meryl Wen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hi. Prudence. Prudence uh, Prud- is me. Hi, Prudence. Pru- Prudence. Nice yeah, and uh, Jet Blastoff. Jet Blastoff. Oh, that's a good name. Are you sure you're not part dwarf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, I mean, the height is a giveaway. I'll leave you to it, says the barmaid. Uh, and as she leaves, she says, um, uh, if I were you, sir, she's talking to you now, Hengist, um, you look like a capable sort. If I were you, I, would, uh, I wouldn't throw in with this lot. Um, between you and me, they haven't paid for any drinks. Judgy. Well, look, uh, no. Hengist. Uh, Hengist. Yeah. How do you How do you want to make How would you like to make some money? We uh, got, got the offer of some work, but okay. they need four adventurers to do it, and we, as you can see, number three. only three. <laughs> I see. Uh, 
Well, I, I do consider myself to be something of an adventurer. Oh, okay. You're pretty handy uh, with a hammer, I assume. Oh, the hammer hammer? Yeah, the hammer yeah, hammer. I mean, when I swing this thing, it's like I've hit it twice. Nice. Yeah. How are you at uh, stealthy infiltration and social stealth? Middling. Middling. If I if Damn. I had to put a word but not a number on it, <laughs> middling. But okay. I'm I'm very keen to help, and uh, if if this adventure requires four adventurers, mm. uh, it seems like it would be really inconvenient for me to pass. Yes. So, so Barmaid at this point is uh, she looks like she's losing uh, interest in this conversation. So um, she. Uh, she says, uh, look, I'll just read you the information. If you want to go with it, go with it. Uh, go to the museum if you're interested. Uh, ask for a Professor Shoelacey. Professor Shoelacey. Cool. All right. Hang That's it. Just, and now um, if you won't be having anything else. We're drinking the... We're ordering the round of drinks. Drinks. Just you, please. So ale. Thank you. All right. She goes behind the bar because you have indeed been stood around drinks. And uh, she brings she brings you back. Uh, four foaming pints of of nut brown ale. <laughs> How foaming? Uh, what is good the question. Of the foam? You want to know what percentage of it is foam? Yes. Uh, <laughs> it is about seventy uh, percent foam. Oh, Amazing. It's just get, not, it's, get, she's not pulled a great pint. I get so much of it in my beard. Hingus <laughs> beard is all foamy. Just loads of it. Uh, and I've I wrapped half of the pie up in uh, some form of dwarven handkerchief, uh, so basically a blanket of chainmail, and that's gone in my adventurer's pack alongside my 50 foot of hempen rope. Okay, Great. I will just make a note of it. Hengist, in abstract terms, um, just generally, how, how, if you had to assign a number to what you would call, I don't know, let's just say your armor class. Like, what would you, what would you say? <laughs> well. Hi, do you feel sturdy? You feel armoured? I'm a dwarf, a man. Dwarf. Yeah. All right, Study good. For days. All right, this guy sounds good. This guy sounds reliable. We're ready to start the, the new Oxventure team featuring <laughs> Hengist. The new class. It's the reboot. The, yeah. The, the college years. Yeah, the college yeah. years. Let's go to the museum. All right. Okay, where's the museum, uh, bar, bar lady? We'll leave now. Yeah. Uh, she's pretty exasperated at this point. You don't... Uh, out of town as i swear uh she gets out a piece of uh, scrap paper from behind her desk and very grumpily here there's a map down the street you can't miss it it's the biggest building in town Fine. all right thanks very thanks. much now i think I've... maybe some paying customers may be on their way in so if you wouldn't mind vacating me the table all right i leave and i hammer a really salty review to the outside of the tavern yeah. like a, a, a one star <laughs> review I cast grease on the entranceway to the tavern so that she has a ton of slip and fall lawsuits to settle. <laughs> uh, okay, both of those things happen. I tell her that I, I hope that she remembers me as a nice dwarf made in Moradin's own image, but uh, if I may say so, madam, your, your manner is absolutely abominable and your pint-pouring skills are lacklustre. Master Hengist, oh, yeah. I am so sorry to it. have offended you. I only hope that if you come back, you will allow us to make amends. Perhaps away. Uh, she uh, she gets out another scrap of paper and hands you a um, tears it off, hands it to you, and you look at it and it says, "Grants one pie, <laughs> a voucher." It's the new thing. It's a kind of spell. So yeah, <laughs> she casts stamp on the voucher, and you cast a little voucher at the bartender, and a pie materializes. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll tuck that away and say that uh, to, they'll sort of come at me like, sorry, I was talking to the woman. She gave me something called a voucher. 
Oh, lovely. Ooh. That sounds exotic and cool. So are we should we head um, to this museum yeah. then. Yeah. Let's see what this um, Professor Shoelaces or whatever has got to... Shoelacey, Professor Shoelacey. Sorry. I Professor still walk Shoelacey. down the street towards the museum looking building because Prudence loves a gift shop. Uh, okay, it oh, is... Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Go it is indeed uh, easy to find. The, um, the, the directions were pretty clear. You walk down the street... Uh, enjoying the sights and the sounds and indeed the smells or rather absence of smells because this is the nicest smelling or rather least bad smelling town that you've come to in a little while um as you walk down the street on your left uh you you see a towering uh building in the uh, gothic style it it, is covered with gargoyles all around the edges it's a large rectangular building um it's really really ornate and really beautiful really fine uh stonework and uh above it um there is a uh, large banner that hangs down from the front um, that says the Mu- Ransom Museum of Unnatural History. <gasps> That's cool. All right. All right. Well, this place is going to have an amazing gift shop. Oh, yeah. Let's go there first. Uh, yeah, okay. okay. We go in through the gift shop, through yeah. the exit. We go in through the exit to the yeah, gift straight shop. Straight to the gift shop. On our way into the museum. Uh, yeah. The Museum of Unnatural History didn't get to be so big and grand by not letting people go in through the gift shop. So, yes, yes you, <laughs> you see a sign that says gift shop this way, and you are now in the gift shop. Uh, there are a lot of like little bits of stationery, sort of quills, yeah. um, and like bits of parchment. There are some, uh, there are some plushies of uh, beholders. Um, and uh, like ancient uh, sort of lizard beasts with two heads. Oh my god. This place um, is great. Are there any dwarven relic replicas? Uh, actually, yes, there is a glass case uh, close to the till um, that looks like it houses. Uh, it's got some like things made of. It's got some like high end jewelry, and you think, who goes to the gift shop of a museum to shop for jewelry? But nevertheless, yeah. there it is, and there are some. Uh, there are some dwarven uh, relics in there. I'd like to uh, ask to be shown the cabinet, and then I want to test the strength of them by trying to pull them apart with my sturdy dwarven hands, <laughs> knowing that obviously, if they're truly dwarven, they will uh, they will withstand it. Okay, you go up to the. Uh, there, there is a, a tall, thin man um, uh, stood behind the till. Um, um, so, what you, you're asking? You like, what are you asking? I'd like to see some of your genuine dwarven jewelry, please. Absolutely, sir. Uh, he has a small key on a, a, a thing around his neck. Uh, he walks over to the uh, to the glass case. Uh, any particular item one would like to? Oh, so would ooh. like to examine. Uh, I'd like to pick up the sort of biggest, most like hench dwarven looking, like torque like thing okay. I can, and go. This is very fine. Okay. Uh, and then I'd like to try and pull it apart with my sturdy dwarven hands. Okay. Uh, make me a strength athletics check, please. Okay. Strength. While this is uh, while this is happening and distracting everyone, I would like to fill my pockets with as many pencil erasers and gummy sweets and shiny pebbles and mechanical pencils. Okay. Um, the museum, the gift shop is quite busy. I'm not going to say this dis- is distracting everyone, but that is absolutely something you can do. Make me a dexterity sleight of hand check, please, Corazon. Hengist, how did you roll? I rolled a one. Oh, um, okay. Uh, Corazon, how did you roll? At the other end of the critical spectrum, I rolled a 20. Okay, here's what happens. Um, crit, crit, crit. Here's what happens. Uh, Hengist, you turn around to the others and give them a nod as if to say, watch this. And then you pull as hard as you can on the monument. Your fingers slip off it and it slips out of the air onto your toe 
um, crushing uh, two of your toes, you take uh, five points of um, you take five points of gift damage, and um, <laughs> and Yikes. yelp in pain. Uh, the the but the uh, the item, however, is unharmed. It seems it really was the legit. Um, hey, folks, it's me, Andy, and Jane is here too. Hi, 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 hi. We've got Andy, some great news about merch. We've found a load of old and retired uh, items and they're ready. They're back in the store, uh, ready for you to get your purchase on. We have can- Corazon's Cannon Smoke Dice. Yeah. There's those great dice. We got maps, we got shirts, we got all kinds of classic vintage Oxventure and outside Xbox and outside extra goodies restocked in the store. That's at store.outsidexbox.com. You should go check those out for the elusive goodies that maybe you missed the first time around. You won't believe these bargains, folks. Head on over to store.outsidexbox.com for all the stuff you thought you'd miss forever. It's back and waiting for you. Have you ever played out a conversation in your head or thought about how you'd start your own cult or wondered what board game you'd recommend to avert an extraterrestrial calamity? Me too. I'm Ben from the Yoxcast and I've heard you like podcasts. So... Join us on the Chance Encounters podcast, the weekly podcast where guests pitch absurd and abstract scenarios that call for a board game recommendation. I've teamed up with Chance Encounters to put their years of expert board game knowledge to the test, bringing you the best down-to-earth recommendations for those out-of-this-world scenarios. So what are you waiting for? Check out the Chance Encounters podcast on your favourite podcast service today. Meanwhile, uh, Gus... um the who is the the gift shop man um oh my goodness uh, is is sir okay and immediately everyone in the gift shop is crowding around to help you hengist which corazon uh means that you can basically pull out a tote bag in fact you steal a tote bag uh <laughs> and fill it with um with plushies and gifts and goodies sweet you are fully loaded um Great. okay so um gus is helping you to your feet now hengist uh and would uh, would would you and your friends uh, I, I'm, I'm so sorry again that this happened would you and your friends like to uh like, like to come into the museum uh we can we can get you sat down there's a staff yes, room well, if you'd like oh that would be do, delightful yes. yes um i'm very impressed with your your dwarven antiquities they really are the the true the true deal if you would like me to give you some form of uh, piece of paper with a stamp on it that attests to their authenticity i would be glad to do that uh he is very very polite uh when he says i'm sir of course that will not be necessary you can tell that he does not think much of your dwarven credentials really perhaps later then all right great. um and he shows you uh through the gift shop uh into the um foyer into the, the sort of main uh the, a large sort of central room of the museum there's a huge um skeleton in the center of a long-necked long-tailed lizard that has two huge heads that kind of intertwine with each other um and a little plaque underneath that says double dippy um and you uh you are led past that uh, through to an unmarked door which is then opened and you're taken in there uh if you require any first aid i can uh, absolutely uh, help you with that or, or otherwise if was there anything that you were hoping to see but in particular in, in the museum what's um what's the the thing that everyone comes to see here what's your best thing oh goodness well um i think perhaps our best thing is we've just we've just opened a new exhibition on uh cursed antiquities and magical items 
It's really I, uh, quite something. Uh, in fact... Go with, well, last time we went to a museum exhibition about cursed antiquities. <laughs> oh. Please, no, continue. You, you can tell that you've made Gus a little bit nervous by saying that last you went to a museum and it didn't go very well. And um, Hengist. And, and Hengist uh, is also nervous, noted. Um, uh, I, if you would like, seeing as uh, Sir perhaps is not up to walking uh, far yet so much, uh, perhaps I can arrange a private meeting with the exhibition's director, uh, a Professor Shoelacey. No one knows more than him. Yes, that sounds very interesting and possibly lucrative. I mean, I would like that. Uh, lucrative... Interesting. I mean, like, in terms of knowledge. Ah, like knowledge. Wisdom, knowledge. Very, very profitable yeah. in, in a, a, a spiritual yes, sense. Exactly. And, yes. and does not knowledge enrich us so much? Oh, Precisely. I've always said it. Oh. Yes. All right. Uh, you I move are... too quickly and all the uh, brass beholders in my pocket start clanking. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you move now into the uh, body of the museum and uh, in, into like what this, this hall that was mentioned. Uh, and you are led through um, uh, the exhibit. It's, um, or rather, taken on a sort of shortcut through it to to Shoelace's office. Is as this you the walk, Cursed Antiquities exhibit? This you is the walk. Cursed Antiquities exhibit. You, you see all sorts of unusual items, uh, strange creatures that you've never seen before. Some of which you're pretty sure are extinct now. Um, possibly, what you're seeing was the last one before it was uh, killed and yes. stuffed. Um, yeah, there's. There's a lot of cool... If and... I kill them now, then I've definitely seen the last one. But... <laughs> oh, they're dead. They're no nothing in here oh, is... De oh, okay, yeah. okay. I was thinking alive. Everything in here is dead. Um, there are, like, vast tapestries uh, depicting, like, ancient um, beasts. There are... There is a, 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 like, large glass cabinets that are full of, uh, like, grails and swords and daggers, some of which sort of faintly glow. Um, there are rows of suits of armour, there are sarcophagi. Um, it is it is a, a, a treasure trove. It is a really good museum. Um, Can I use Detect Magic to find out what is the most magical thing in here, just for reference? You, just absolutely, you absolutely can. Um, okay. Do you need to do anything for detect magic? I mean, it just it just happens. It just sort of happens. It just okay. happens. Okay. Um, uh, as you're walking, you cast detect magic, uh, and you note that along one side there are a set of um, braces, gold <clears throat> braces, um, that are just they are they are what's giving off. The most the juice. Most magic. High juice is Juicy coming off. Magical. Coming items. off of those bracy bad uh, boys. What's this, my okay. good man, Mr. Gus? Oh, these. Uh, uh, these are the um, uh, braces of Thogroth. Uh, they were taken off of his corpse, or so the legend goes. I don't really believe it myself. Um, they were said to be the source of his incredible strength. Hmm. What kind of what kind of magic was he into? What's his What's his whole deal? I don't. Tell me of this Thogroth. Bad things. And his rich backstory. Thogroth. Thogroth was. You can tell that Gus is kind of like eyeing the little sort of information plate, uh, but trying to make it look as if he is like has all this off of the dome. It's okay. Gus. If I had to speak um, uh, just from what I know offhand, I would say that Thogroth, uh, about <laughs> seven hundred years ago. Uh, <laughs> was a mighty warrior, uh, uh -huh. the first uh -huh. of the Thogrothian clan, uh -huh. 
I probably don't need to tell you that he and his kingdom raided far into Uh neighboring lands. Uh, And it was not until he was slain by the hand of his best friend that the rule ended. Of course, because he was such a proud leader, he refused to uh, have any children, sire any sons, or even have any counselors. And so his dynasty died with him. Right, okay. Do you know who'd love these gold braces that make you strong? I was just thinking about Egbert. Egbert would love these. Just Egbert's already pretty strong. Gus looks a little... Also, if they're like dark magic, he's probably not into that. Um, How much do you charge for these, my good man? Yeah. Can we have these? Uh, What a hilarious question. Um, uh, No items here are for sale. Bring it up. Not sure if you're joking. Not for sale, but we can pick our favourite item and take it home. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What is an Egbert? I was wondering that as well. Some guy who died. Is it an egg? Doesn't matter. Look, where's is this there a person inside? Shoelace? No, there's not a person inside. If he's dead, egg. why are you buying it gifts? Mara, when you know, how would you describe our Egbert? Our, um, um, our good it, friend. Have, have you have you ever seen a dragonborn? Y- yes, I'm a dwarf, not a moron. Go. One of those. Sorry. He's he's a dragonborn friend of ours who is. Uh, have, a little bit of a, a spa weekend away with our friend Dob. Uh, he's is had, off fighting. He's, uh, no, he's. Uh, uh, no, Hengist no, no, inspiration. Not... <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of that. It's not not a spa ring, a, a spa. Uh, so oh, he's drinking like a... cider behind a bad shop. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> there. Egbert died and is dead. Let's go. No, he's. Oh, okay. no. Gus, I'm sorry if you lost. Oh, I'm he's so having, sorry. He's in some nice Gus. baths uh, in 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 the mountains. Shit, we yeah. keep Egbert, Egbert secret. It, hey. Liliana could have agents I'm around just the place trying to find that him. We should bring him back. Yeah, and that's, why saying, at some point. that's why I'm saying he's in the mountains, don't not where say, he actually is. Well, don't say he's alive. Say he's dead. Um, Gus looks uh, around. Egbert exploded. <laughs> Gus is quite sad. confused by this point. Uh, he's you, he's um, he's sweating, and you can tell he's seriously regretting granting you this uh, tour. And Look, he's quite keen to end to it. Just take Mr. Shoelaces. And we'll uh, yes, of, of course, of course. Only too happy to, sir. Uh, and he leads you through a secret, uh, not a secret door, but an unmarked door um, uh, into an office. Um, or at least you think it's an office. It is so incredibly messy there are there are sheets of parchment all over the place uh there, there are like lab kits kind of bubbling away all sorts of like chemicals of different colors um and sort of uh, hunched over the table um is uh is a, a tall thin gentleman um his clothes are um very fine but quite untidy he's um he's he's all a who um he spins around when he hears you enter ah uh, uh, hello Hello, are you Professor Shoelacey? Yes, yes. Ah, uh, he looks, he sort of sizes you up. You must be uh, adventurers. Yeah, He's good. Well, yeah. You've spotted there's four of us and you're looking for four adventurers. Marvellous. You you must be responding to the advert. Well, um, it, I, I presume you've been told already where Symes' shop is. Uh, if you would just meet me back here when it's done uh, and uh, we can well, talk yeah, rewards. We've, we've, been told, we've been told gold and yes. beyond gold for yes. rewards. But yeah. that's it. That's all, that's all we yeah, got. We, What's the Symes? We didn't get yeah. the brief. Yeah. How many do you want buying? <laughs> um, I see. Uh, can I ask who told you about this quest? It's that awful landlady at the inn. Yeah, dreadful service. Ah. Yeah. Goodbye. Um, 
Right, well, uh, she won't be getting any commission off of this job or ah. any jobs from me in the future. Good. Yes, come on. She should really have given you the details, but no worries, I can, uh, I can, I can fill you in myself. Um, uh, recently, I was uh, attempting to purchase on behalf of the museum a uh, a rather interesting pocket watch. It oh. was a uh, magical item that was um, discovered in a, a far distant land and recently brought here to the city of Ransom where it was put up for auction. Naturally, I uh, uh, took some of the museum's uh, funds. We have uh, uh, a, a, fun, a, a, a rather large uh, account for acquiring such treasures um, and, uh, and purchased it for the museum. Uh, however, when the auction ended, no one in the building seemed to know where the pocket watch had gone. Um, also, they told me I've been in this business a long while, and I'm rather confident I know who took it. Who's that then? Erasmus Symes. He is a blackguard of the highest order, an antiques dealer, but really a scoundrel. He has no interest in uh, in academia, in of in in learning. He operates merely for profit and uh, bends the law flagrantly. And, and is rather horrible, and his personal hygiene leaves much to be desired. Oh, uh, but uh, that's by the by. Um, I'm quite certain that by some means he took it, and has it even now in his antique shop. Uh, I'm sorry that this wasn't explained to you before, but uh, I need someone to bring it back to me here at the museum. So you want right. us to go shake him down? Go menace this science? Uh, no, no, well, I mean, uh, uh, what's that? And he sort of, like, uh, makes a noise. Um, I, I believe, Violently, is it? I, I, leave your, uh, I leave your methods up to you. I hope By you any are, means necessary. You, you, are, you, are, you are, after Weapons all, the... Uh, free, you say. Oh, la, la, la. Uh, you are, Jimmy, after if all... If you need a pocket watch, I mean, I can sell you a pocket watch. Like, uh, this, one, this one, beautiful piece. Uh, ten gold, I'm going to give this to you. That is cutting my own throat. It's got uh, hands. Uh, it's got property of the museum gift shop written on it. So that's already <laughs> where you are. It's, it's perfect. So what do you say? Have we got a deal? Huh? May I be uh? permitted to have a look at it? Yeah, here you go. Oh. Right, he, ta <laughs> he takes it over to a desk and uh, he places it uh, like on a... Um, Oh, boo. Uh, he put he puts it in a little kind of like little metal holder kind of over over a test tube uh, and then he he moves a little lever and it is slowly lowered into uh, a um, purple fluid uh, this will test its magical veracity as the watch is lowered in it melts completely ah <laughs> not magical you owe me 10 gold oh, <laughs> certainly sir um uh, shall we add it to the uh, final account when you bring the pocket watch back yeah, you how about you give it to me now you just uh, melted the pocket watch. That's very fair. He gives you ten gold. Thanks. Nice. All right, good. All right, well, got I got what gold. I came here for. We've got ten. Great. Sweet. We're getting there. Wait, what's Get so special about it? this magical auction pocket watch? I don't know. Yeah. Well, then why oh, do you want it so why badly? Why did you buy it, then? If All items at the, the magical items auction are assessed for their magical potency. And this one was, well, frankly, off the dial. I don't know exactly what it does. That's oh. why I was hoping to get it back to my lab. Okay, if it's and, a pocket watch, it's going to do something... It's going to do something to do with time, isn't it? It's not going to, like, turn your hair green. I don't know. I, I, have a, well. I have a pocket watch here that does some, something uh, not at all to do with time. How much money, Shoelacey? How much money? How much yeah, did you pay for the, it, man? Tell us about tell the us. Beyond Gold. Yeah. How much uh, did you pay for it, and how much do we get? Tell us about the Beyond Gold. I don't know if you count uh, rubies as Beyond Gold. I, I, count, I count that. I count yeah. it. Um, 
Coruscant's feels, eyes turn into rubies. It feels uh, <laughs> a little gauche, but uh, I, su- I suppose this is uh, needs gauche needs is must. Up, man. Needs must when you uh, when we um, well we're haggling now, aren't we? How exciting! Uh, I've heard of this. Um, You're doing sh- great, big man. Haggle a little He's harder. So Go on. Shall shall we say um, five hundred gold and the gold's weight in rubies? That's a lot of rubies. Is it not God enough? Heavy. Sounds good. God no, heavy. Uh, no, it's not. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Let's make it 600. And the weight in rubies. Is that how, is that good? Yep, that should be satisfactory. Yes. Um, oh, we are going to need some money up front for our expenses, of course. Uh, well, I just gave you 10 gold. Yeah, but that was for the pocket watch. This is for expenses. Uh, I, I'm I'd love afraid. to help you out. I would love to help you out. Uh, I, I'm afraid uh, that's against gonna museum need, policy. We're going to need grappling hooks. We're going to need uh, disguise kits. Knuckle We're going to need uh, yeah. pogo boots. If you can bring me wall. receipts, uh, I will be more than happy to uh, reimburse reasonable expenses, but I'm afraid I can't oh. give you any um, of these items now. Bloody expenses. I've got a bit of kitty. I'm happy to to to, to, to expense things as, as, as and when we need them. All right, fine. fine. Where, right, where is this? What was the guy's name again? Symes. Symes. Where's, where's his... Oh, I hate him. Yeah, you. Sorry, I got that. It came across. Sorry, was, uh, he's. You um, made your feelings well. It was good. Yeah. He's he's uh, he's, uh, he's just across town. Um, I, I'll draw you a map. You could easily miss uh, his his offices. Okay. So uh, you, and he he, he draws you to... a map. This map is very well drawn, actually. You can tell okay. that uh, Shoe Lacey has incredible penmanship. It shouldn't take you uh, uh, it shouldn't take you too long to get there. Did you want us to con- confront him about this, or did you want us to s- try and take the watch without being? I want that no. pocket watch. So you don't mind how we go about it? I want that pocket watch. Oh, okay. I, I, I get what you're saying, buddy. Wink, wink. Kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Not a uh, if you can bring it back to me uh, within, say, 12 hours, I would be happily, happy to add another 200 gold. All right. Come on, guys. Let's go. This is mm-hmm. important. So much money. So much money in rubies. What's the what's the matter, Hengist? You seem hmm? you seem perturbed. Oh no, ha! I am just thinking how I, a dwarf, despite my prestigious body to weight uh, weight to power ratio, might carry such a treasure. Carry on. Um, as we leave, I'd like to sidle up to Meryl then and sort of start to chat without the other two hearing. Like, um, Meryl, Meryl then. Yeah. Um, uh, Moradin. Big dwarf, great dwarf. In many ways, the first dwarf. Always used to say, any transaction is a journey, and that journey can take many paths. Yes. Your two friends here at the outset of this journey to get this watch, um, they appear to have run hell for leather straight towards grievous bodily harm. Uh, Would you describe them as bloodthirsty in, in general? Not not general, well, maybe, maybe prudence, but, but generally, I think they just get a bit excited. And then eventually when we get there, they kind of realise that it would be a sl- slightly bad idea to just murder everyone. Um, okay. And we usually go slightly calmer route. Sometimes, like, there's a kerfuffle, you know, it's fine. But, but by kerfuffle, do you in fact mean murder? Not murder, usually. Maybe a fight may break out and we will have to go to self-defence self-defense murder got it i just yep i've just i've got a a suspicion it's the one with the horns i ought Mm -hmm. to watch out for Mm -hmm. is that correct basically if you're in a good books you're fine 
yeah, fine. She's like Prudence, sort of the earth. Um, mm. Mainly because she likes to salt the earth after she's yeah. destroyed it. I was afraid um, you might say that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, but she she's on she's honestly she's honestly lovely once you get to know her. She she's just a bit excited, you know. She's got a, a Scott's, you know, kind of tentacly guy looking out for her as well. So, yeah, she's 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 got some things that she needs to do now and again, but you, you kind of get used to it, you know. Um, uh, that was yeah. a long old conversation. I'm going to say it brought you all the way up to Symes's <coughs> shop, and oh, wait, wait, wait! Um, I, I say... wanted to walk us out through the museum, through the torture exhibit, laughing maniacally. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> In front of, <laughs> the backdrop in of front the combo. Of I'm going to and say. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Torture. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that happened, and yeah. everyone was upset. <laughs> Hengist, don't don't worry about it, man. Come on, what are you? Are you a, a Hengist Khan or a Hengist Khan? Inspiration Corazon. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm over 400 years old, and that's the first time I've heard that one. <laughs> thought it might be. Thought it might be. Mm. Okay, uh, this um, this long old walk and talk has brought you to uh, Erasmus Symes's uh, shop. It is a sort of wonky, rickety um, uh, antique shop in a slightly more uh, down market part of town. Um, you are looking out the outside of it now. It's a uh, two-story building. Um, the upper windows. Um, on the top floor, uh, you notice have a uh, chain across them, uh, and then down on the um, ground floor, there is a door. Uh, there is a little bell at the top of the door that you're pretty sure will ring when you enter, uh, and you can see through the extremely dirty glass uh, that mm. there are a, a few other people browsing around. It's um, by this point, it's nearly the uh, end of the day. The sun is sort of starting to set, but um, it looks like the shop is still open. Okay, so should we scope the place out? Do we want to go case in and pose it. as customers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, why, don't, why don't some of us go in and case the joint? Because then we'll have some people unseen by Mr. Symes if he's at home. Yeah, how sounds about, good to me. How about I go in because I can come back in again, but just not as me. Nice, yes. Go be mm -hmm. a fancy shopper. You're in it to buy some fancy... Goods of I, I want to see what Elven stuff he's got. You yes. know, I'm missing I mean, home. Would it would it make sense to go in and ask about pocket watches? Oh yeah, yeah, so no, no, it might... will. I'd just be like, that's I won't open with that because that's a bit obvious, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Play it Corazon. cool. I Play thought, it cool. I thought you were a cool thief. What's it's, what's this? It's jet blast off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hengis, his name's actually Corazon. Don't is it? His name's actually like Percival. So <laughs> I stride into the shop. <laughs> is anyone else striding into the shop? No. Me. Okay, uh, so Prudence, you're going to hang around outside. Hengist, what I'm are you doing? I'm going to hang around picking my nails. I think I'm going to stand around, at, like, I'm going to be outside and I'm just going to stare at Prudence for a bit, picking her nails, and go, I'll see how they're getting on. <laughs> I'm going to go into the shop. He's uh, going to like me eventually. He's going to come around. I'm full of self-confidence. Uh, so you walk into the uh, shop, it is. Um, it has a uh, a lowish ceiling. Um, the the sort of walls are all kind of disjointed. It's kind of kind of wonky looking. Um, there, it, uh, on either side of you, uh, there are like rows and rows and rows of jumbled up, piled up sort of antiques. Um, nothing that looks uh, especially 
valuable. Uh, there is an there is an elderly couple, um, uh, sort of browsing, uh, you know, just looking around, just sort of listlessly, kind of uh, like picking things up, putting them down again. Uh, and at the far end, there is a desk behind which uh, sits a uh, sort of hunched over. He's on. He's in a in a in a very old, cramped-looking chair. Um, a rather miserable uh, old fellow um, who is stroking a um, a really ratty white cat. Oh, um, okay. Really, really sort of scraggly thing. Um, none of these things are what strike you most about the shop. However, what really, really uh, takes you aback is that um, every few seconds you hear a very, very loud thud, donk, like that so loud that it seems to be almost shaking the ceiling and even like a little dust at some points is kind of coming around. At regular intervals you're in this donk, donk, donk. Okay. Pingus, you taste it. It is masonry. It's coming down from the ceiling. Um, oh, in that case, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Stone. <laughs> it's oh, delicious. Uh, yeah, and that is the, that is the situation inside. Okay, um... Uh, I'd like to um, look around and see if there is like an obvious section for watches or things of that nature. Um, okay, you um, make me a wisdom perception check, please. Uh, that is a 19 plus 2 plus 3, so yeah, 24. Fantastic. Uh, with your incredible roguish perception, you see that there are no pocket watches. No pocket watches? Yeah. Anywhere in the store, huh? Doesn't okay. look like it. All right, I'd like to go up to the guy then and ask him. Sure. Uh, uh, hello, hello. Are you in? Are you in charge here? What? Are you in charge of the shop? Do you run the shop? Are you the shopkeeper? Yes, this is my shop. Oh, no, nice to meet you. My name's Jet. Jet, is it? Uh, yes, he extends Jet. a hand. Mister Symes, you may call me Erasmus, friend. Ah, Erasmus Symes, lovely to meet you. Um. I am in the market for an antique pocket watch, and I just uh, cast my eyes around your shop, and you don't seem to have any any watches. Um, my one was stolen by some cut purses, so I need a replacement. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting that you should uh, be here looking for pocket watches. Would you not uh, have go any? up. I walk in, and I'm like, um, "Excuse me." Uh, yes, I'm madam. Looking? I'm looking for uh, elven jewellery. Do you have any uh, available here? Elven jewellery. Yes, I, I, I think so. I think we might have something that quite suits Madam's needs. Uh, if oh, indeed, as I suspect, she is of the uh, most discerning sort. And he, uh, he sort of like crab walks over to, uh, um, to, to a, um, uh, to, to one of the, <laughs> to one of the, um, uh, to, to one of the shelves. Uh, he and he pulls out a, um, uh, he pulls out what looks like a brooch. Um, Meryl, when make me a wisdom perception check, please. Oh my goodness, I think I know what this brooch is. <laughs> okay, I have thrown a 13. That'll do it. You no, catch sight of him. Uh, he tries to hide the manoeuvre, but you see it easily. Um, he takes out this brooch, spits on it. Gives it a shine like that uh, and walks back. I believe that this is a genuine uh, elven antique. Uh, it was forged in the waters of Eleanor, and as such always seems to shimmer with the waters of its homeland. Shall we say 50 gold? Um, can I have a closer look at that? Ah, uh, no. 
Oh, well, it's, while it's he's not at his little there's... desk area, yeah. can I, is there anything like any documents or anything that he's been like looking at or anything, any keys or anything there that I think looks out of place or unusual or important? Like the bit where he was sitting. Okay, um, uh, make me another perception check. I have produced the other half of the pie I bought earlier and <laughs> okay, just liberally just... sprinkling ceiling dust on it and just okay. having a spot of lunch <laughs> in the shop. All right, um, Symes uh, sees it, but he does not care. You get the impression that he's not particularly fussed about um, uh, people eating in his uh, establishment. Uh, I was a 16. Okay, um, you notice a uh, that there are some sort of uh, like papers lying around. Um, most of it um, seems to be uh, um, sort of just like small amounts kind of written out. Although you do notice there uh, there does appear to be a, a line um, uh, for a more significant sum. Um, it is for something that says AA times two. So it's clearly for two items, um, and he paid a little bit more uh, for those. And that is all you're able to glean. Um, can I do some form of sort of uh, perception-y or sort of just having a look roll at the ceiling to see how likely I think it is to cave in? Because yes. while I'm having a great time with all of this lovely masonry dust, uh, I, that is something I tend to think about quite a lot, being a dwarf. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, let's make this a history check because okay. it's part of your dwarven masonry heritage. Works for me. Uh... This might be our first ever history check. Yeah. And it's a 17. Um, you cast a critical eye up at the ceiling, which again, with every sort of bonk, bonk, um, does appear to sort of be like bowing down ever so slightly and you conclude that um it is likely to cave in at some point in the next few days you suspect um this is not a safe building Ugh. cripes um, uh, erasmus uh, catches me, you uh, sorry sorry hangers go on i was gonna try and get his attention so oh okay um well he's noticed you uh, looking up at the ceiling um uh, uh, excuse me sir don't don't even don't worry yourself don't trouble yourself with that it's a, a new security system uh, it recently yeah. uh took possession of a, of a high value items um uh yeah, but, but uh upstairs don't 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 even don't, but please please sir pay it no mind uh, no 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 i think i will pay it some mind um uh, you see i'm a i'm a masonry expert here um have you heard the good You're news not from the council are you no, I'm 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 a I'm a servant of Moradin. Marvelous, Moradin, yeah. love the bloke. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, cracking dwarf. Anyway, um, that's gonna cave in a couple of days. He looks up at uh, it. Couple of days. All right. Thank you for the information. This is very unusual. Uh, uh, pardon, pardon me, sir. I, I I understand that it's uh it's different for all of you people who walk around with the. The, the sky absolutely terrifyingly looming all over you uh, every hour of the day. Well, I don't get out too much. Right. Only to the um, auction house occasionally. I see. It's just, no, I, I mean, I kind of assume that this place was your livelihood and uh, frankly, you don't seem that concerned about it literally coming crashing down about your ears. Um, he narrows his eyes slightly uh, and says, 
my concerns are my own. Uh, and now, friends, while I have loved having you in my establishment, um, it does appear to be near closing time. So I will uh, have to ask you to leave at this juncture. Please okay. and thank you. Okay. I point to the brooch that he's been holding and I'm like, by the way, pretty sure that's cursed. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, he looks at it and goes, I'll, uh, I'll take my chances, miss. Thank you. And begins ushering you uh, towards the uh, towards the, towards the door. I leave, but I'm dabbing more ceiling dust up as I You're go. Rubbing it in your gums. <laughs> <laughs> I, I leave, but I'm dabbing. <laughs> uh, he he, um, he sort of uh, ushers you out, um, and once you are all out in the street, he slams the door shut. A little blind uh, over the window goes like that, and you hear a lock turning. Right. Well, this this guy's definitely got the watch. Oh yeah. Prudence. How'd it, how'd it go? What, what's he like? This is... He he's, is a weirdo. Horrible. And the smell? Horrible weirdo. The smell bad? was bad. Oh. I okay. I what's going on in there the then? What's what's your? Um... I think there's something upstairs. Something yeah. big. Oh, yeah. right. Dangerous. He and said heavy. it was a new security system. I don't know what he's got up there. Sounds like a cave troll. All right, I cast yeah. um, I cast clairvoyance. I send a, a sensor into the upper story of this building. Okay. Would you, would you like to know about clairvoyance? Um, yeah, tell me about clairvoyance, Prudence. All right, clairvoyance. She is great. Where is she? Here we go. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, using my glass eye stolen from bismuth. Yeah. I create an invisible sensor within range in a location familiar to me, a place I have visited or seen before, or in an obvious location that is unfamiliar, such as behind a door, etc. Okay. Um, okay. So, and it's it's got a range of one mile, which is great value wow. as far as mystical. You could have found Bob. Goes. <laughs> I could have. Found, I could have found cousin Bob. All right, later, later we find cousin yeah, Bob. Yeah. Bob will find you. Um, uh, all right. Uh, are yeah. you using it for seeing or hearing? And where exactly are you placing it? Seeing, and I'm placing it. Um, behind an upper window that i can see let's say take a take a guess take a, a stab in the dark okay um you um how does it look to you when you see this uh okay it's it's like a it's like a vision in my mind it's like kind of got a shimmery outline it's you know like a you know looking glass but Lovely. in my in my mind in my brain mind okay in uh in mind. your in the looking glass of your brain mind mm -hmm. um you see a uh long attic room yeah. Yeah. um it is full of sealed cases um and you can see um yeah uh, bookcases um more lock boxes um at the end there is a very uh large and you notice it because it looks a little bit newer than everything else safe um Although you only catch a glimpse of it for a moment, because before long, something obscures your vision. You can't get any sound through this, but even from the streets, you can hear that as this thing thuds across, you can hear a kind of doom, doom, doom. Okay. Dum. Prudence, what do your tiefling there, eyes see? There's something big. My bismuth eye, my bismuth eye sees. There's something big, <laughs> something big up there. I can't tell what it is, but there's a lot of storage. There's something new. There's a safe. There's some cases, but there's definitely a newer item. A new safe. And there's something big stomping. I mean, you can hear it. You can hear there's something big yeah. stomping around up there. So it's something large and alive is guarding that safe. Something large and and moving. Shall As we say. you have this conversation, uh, yeah. the sun dips below the horizon. And abruptly, the clanking noise you can hear 
ceases. Oh. Huh. I turn into a werewolf. I don't. I, sorry. <laughs> uh, <well. laughs> now, that was, I was ready for the twist. <laughs> Whoa. 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 <laughs> sorry. Whoa. There it was. Part one Ta-da. of Watch Out. Thank you, Luke, for the great uh, Oxventure there. What was the, um, what was the kind of genesis for the idea? Of uh, of what we just listened to that that whole setup and everything the museum Professor Shoelacey all that kind of stuff. Um, I was just thinking about environments that I thought I could improvise on very quickly. So the um the the museum that you go to the Museum of Unnatural History I think it's called uh, is basically in my mind the Natural History Museum in London which I know very well like I know the layout of it I know the architecture of it so I thought uh, in that situation if I have to improvise something and I did because I think there was a going to the gift shop right was not in the original plan to be fair you really should have expected that I mean what do you do when you go to a museum we go to the gift shop last on your on your way out you exit through the gift shop but first and last uh, start (laughs) and end I don't want to go around this museum without a stuffed triceratops you buy your stuff and then you go around the museum and you might see something that you want a stuffed version of while you're going around the museum (laughs) I think I really like this astralopithecus yeah exactly see if they've got a plush of it so that was um that was basically the uh, I mean the 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 kind of full plot is obviously yet to be revealed i guess that'll that'll come in in the next couple of episodes but um but in terms of the npcs and the places you go i'm very much in my comfort zone with a sort of big um victorian uh natural history museum and a sort of uh posh uh curator i thought yeah that that'll be easy enough to improvise we went um we went one year for your birthday treat, didn't we? To yeah, we did. The Natural a, History yeah. Museum, and they let us go in the secret basement where they keep the giant squid. Yeah, that that really, 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 really makes it sound like the squid is alive. We should clarify that it's in yeah. a big jar. I mean, alive in a big I, jar, thrashing around. Yeah, they I mean, said, it didn't. No one must know about this. <laughs> no, if this got out, this the squid powers the museum. Yeah, we told the queen we'd killed it. Yeah. We built, we, we, we found this squid in, on the inside, in a cracked open meteorite. And when we came back the next day, the museum had been built around it by its mind. <laughs> the queen insisted we destroy it because it was the only thing powerful enough to usurp her claim <laughs> to the throne. Yeah. But what could... if this fell into the hands of the French, she said. Yeah. <laughs> what, if, what if Napoleon was to get his hands on this? Napoleon is down there as well. We didn't mention he's in a glass. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They've got they've got one of the they've got one of the last living Napoleons. Napoleons. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the they have a breeding pair. Yeah, <laughs> down there. But we must never breed them. We can't have this happen again. <laughs> yeah, well, um, the Battle yeah. of Waterloo would have been very different with a big squid. If, yeah, let alone two, Trafalgar, because that was actually at sea when a squid can do the most damage. Yeah, it could have absolutely torn through the British Navy. Yeah, good luck, Nelson. Yeah, yeah now the squid is in play. How did you find DMing Johnny when you were playing this? Oh. I imagine that was probably an odd uh, It was odd in that I was kind of desperate to impress and do a good job, um, but it was such a dream in in every other in every other way 
they were just going out of their way to be like a dream player basically and that's something that we talked about beforehand johnny said like i will be there to kind of nudge things along the path i kind of half know because we've been talking about it a little bit and also you know i'll be able to tell what it is you generally would like us to do and you know I'll, i'll i'll go with the flow and and try and nudge things along your um preferred storyline so they are a absolute dream player to be honest it was so nice uh have and also the character johnny came up with hengist the dwarf yes was just really really fun i really like hengist what was the um deci- uh the thinking behind the decision because johnny has several player characters we've met rust on the harbor oh yeah um is is hengist a character they've played before do you know anything about uh, whether Johnny created Hengis just for this adventure? Um, I, I'm racking my memory now slightly. Um, I, it is explained in those Dicebreaker videos, if I could remember the details of that. But but what I seem to recall uh, is that Hengist was either an existing character that Johnny had created before in an offline campaign, or uh, Hengist was basically a template that Johnny had in mind. I, I think I sent over some uh kind of dwarf options like because we did like a we did like a little character creation i think for hengist just over slack like do you want uh you know what spells do you want do you want this yeah i remember johnny telling me spells uh that they wanted for hengist so it must have been um so yeah it must have been created created bespoke but i I know that that, i know because there's a lot of overlap between say rust and corazon um whereas hengist i think uh fills a lot of roles we don't have in the party i I think it was honestly just as a favor to me like rust is a tricky character because rust has rust on the harbor has this quirk with the with the gold Uh, of course um and you know is just so sort of full of personality and uh, again yeah is a little bit kind of like uh, fulfills some of the same role as corazon i think johnny worked backwards with hengist from what is just a real easy straight down the line uh character and that's why i think hengist's personality is so amiable um uh so i I think it was really just supposed to be a kind of hengist is like my training wheels i think sure yeah Yeah, i get that uh so yeah he's just there to sort of facilitate everything yeah exactly you know just to just to prop me up basically I do like him a lot as a character. I think um, yeah. I, th- I think he really uh, plays into a lot of the things that Johnny has gone on record as saying they enjoy about dwarves. So yeah. Hengist's thing is that their religion is based around being a very dwarfish dwarf. Yeah. So, like <laughs> e- eating rocks and like, uh, being into mining and things like that. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it was a, cool. an opportunity as well to use some kinds of spells that we don't really get to use because we don't have any we don't have anyone in the ox venture who fits into that sort of healingy priesty clericy archetype do we well i mean we do but he never uses (laughs) (laughs) i don't even think of egbert as (laughs) exactly as as a as a sort of magical um as a holy healer yeah as a holy healer yeah 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 Uh, cool. All right. So uh, we've got more watch outs coming yeah. next week. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's where things really start to heat start up, to kick up a notch. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, one last thing. Uh, what, where is the name Shoe Lacey from? Where did you get that? Oh, um, as far as I remember, uh, I made it up. Um, 
I thought it was uh, yeah, I was Simple. pleased with it though. Yeah, it's a good yeah. name. Leopold. Um, she I mean Leopold is easy. What other name are you going to give a sort of posh Sure, sure, sure. curator from olden times. Um, it's quite discworldy. That's what I like about it. Yeah, 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 I like it. Yeah. But yeah, the uh Dicebreaker videos that Luke referenced there are available on YouTube. It's um Johnny's DM Academy. What are the videos called? How to DM Dungeons and Dragons featuring Luke Westaway. There you go. So go and type that into YouTube and you can watch Luke's journey. Join him on his journey and see as he transforms from rubbish player <laughs> worthy of yeah. nothing but contempt to glorious <laughs> and pure DM. To glorious holy DM. Holy greatest DM. of the great. The um, the top <laughs> comment on part one, because the title is How to DM Dungeons and Dragons featuring Luke Westaway from the Oxventure. And the top comment is, I misread the title at first and thought it's a video about how to DM a game where Luke's involved, which I think also <laughs> needs to be a tutorial. <laughs> how to DM Dungeons and Dragons featuring Luke Westaway. Now, you're going to want to rein him in. And what no, I would suggest is locking him in prison and <laughs> rolling the prison cage past the scenes you want. Here's all you need. Smash cut two. You're in jail. <laughs> Dob is in prison. He dies in prison. And the no, end. there's no one there to seduce. Yeah. you can't. No, you can't seduce the bars. Well, okay, I'll let you roll for it. Oh, he's got oh, a damn it, He's done it. <laughs> he's done it again. All right. Well, yes. So more watch outs coming next week. Mm -hmm. uh, we're all looking forward to that. Um, what else is coming up on outside Xbox today? Uh, we should be running the Andy Farrant music quiz in which you participated. <gasps> is that going up today? Uh, yeah. Should oh, be going I'm excited up today to watch that back. Outside yeah. Xbox, so you can have a watch and see how you did. That was in, so did much you enjoy fun. The music quiz. That was so Very much fun. fun. All right. Good. Uh, absolutely. Some punishing rounds in there. One yeah, in particular. Yeah. It was good. So it's Mike versus Luke in a. Um, battle to see who is the best music knower so check that out what have you got coming up on uh, outside extra um you should watch yesterday's live stream we did of pokemon snap um ah, nice yeah we're it's it's uh, it, at the time of recording it's happening later today but i'm really looking forward to it because we're going to play the new pokemon snap game and also ellen has this uh instax printer that nintendo um very kindly sent us so that we can print our best photos for real well, that's so, yeah. very cool. All right, yeah, so I'm going to check that out. Yeah. I suggest you at home do the same. Yep. Uh, before we go, uh, if you could please leave us a review on your podcast platform of a choice. A good one. Yeah, oh, wait, yeah. Sorry, yeah. let me re rephrase that. A good review. Leave us a good review, please. Yeah, I know what you were thinking. You're like, oh, I'll get him. Say we're, I yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. Oh, I don't know. You said leave a review. You said leave a so, review, Andy. So here Checkmate. I am writing this one-star stinker. <laughs> P-U, it says. This, <laughs> this podcast... PU, a real this, bomb. This podcast a real one-star stinker. Yeah. So if you would mind not doing that and instead leaving us a nice review on, yeah. uh, I don't know, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, we good. appreciate that. And that we're really funny and that you don't mind that we talked about um, Ace Attorney Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> so for like the third week in a row. Yeah, yeah instead of playing D&D. &D, like, use uh, that phrase, I didn't mind. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind. Five stars. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind how they are. <laughs> Uh, that would be great. Um, but until next week, it's time to say goodbye, Luke. So um, perhaps you could use your DMing storytelling powers yeah. to sort of we weave a scene for us as we as we wrap up here. Yes. Okay. Uh, and as the camera pulls away, uh, a little bit of the the last of the sun's rays filter through the clouds, uh, dappling you, the listener, in in golden light. God, as you good. walk into the forest from which you know 
you'll never return. Oh, that's so choice. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll see you, or you'll hear from us. That's how it works on podcasts next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, folks, it's me, Andy, and Jane is here too. Hi, 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 hi. We've got Andy, some great doing? news about merch. We've found a load of old and retired uh, items, and they're ready. They're back in the store, uh, ready for you to get your purchase on. We have Can- Corazon's Cannon Smoke Dice. Yeah. There's those great dice. We got maps, we got shirts, we got all kinds of classic vintage Oxventure and outside Xbox and outside extra goodies restocked in the store. That's at store.outsidexbox.com. You should go check those out for the elusive goodies that maybe you missed the first time around. You won't believe these bargains, folks. Head on over to store.outsidexbox.com for all the stuff you thought you'd missed forever. It's back and waiting for you.